0: For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by.
1: Granger. For the ones who get it done.
2: What's the easiest choice you can make? Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages to the winners coming Game of Thrones podcast. We are Tate the Black, and I'm your host, Razor. And I'm here with Corey Thone, Corey Smith, and Isis. And we're here to talk about the second official podcast. Game of Thrones season seven trailer, boy was it a doozy! Isis, I'm gonna go to you first. First impressions,
3: nerd girl boner all the way. Boing, 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 boing. It was just amazing. I, I absolutely loved it. I watched it um, in a row, probably about five times, and there was the last one. I slow moed it. So yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> I I couldn't. It was beyond what I expected.
0: It was really an action-packed, and just like we said from the first trailer, it was very cinematic. Like It felt like I was watching a trailer for a film. Um, Corey Smith, you and I have talked about this before. It seems like they're cranking up the action, but also the cinematography. Um, what were your first impressions of the trailer?
4: Yeah, I think last time we talked about how um – you know, there was going to be a big battle in the middle of the season, but judging from this trailer, it looks like we're going to have at least three d- distinct uh, action sequences. Um, it looks like we're going to have the whatever's going on with the dragon and the Dothraki, whatever the hell they're torching. Um, the ships, that big ship battle, we saw a little bit more. We saw Yara jumping off a ship onto yeah. another one, and, and we saw Euron and all his these crazy looking ships. And then obviously the, I think the big set pieces this year is going to be uh, John and everybody else north of the wall uh, tangling with White Walkers once again. So, yeah, I mean, the action was, this was not a, there wasn't a lot of talking in this trailer as opposed to the last one. This was almost uh, entirely um, action once uh, Sansa got through her little monologue there at the beginning.
0: Well, Littlefinger's monologue and Sansa walking away slowly from the tree when the barrels That was pretty badass. No, she
4: gave the she gave the lone wolf at the end. She gave the lone wolf survives. Time thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, she gave the the uh, pack survives uh, speech towards the end of the trailer. Still badass. Like it was amazing um, sh- that they gave her Ned Stark's uh, big uh, quote from the books that he gives to Arya. Uh, Corey phone, you aren't usually excited about things like this. I mean, you, you get happy because you get to see more information and trailers and footage and whatnot, but you seem to really enjoy it. What were your first impressions?
1: Uh, nerd girl boner <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, no, it, it uh, I, I've only watched it twice now because I, I don't know, I'm not the kind of person to watch it over and over again, but the last time that I, I did pause it and rewind it once so I could see who was standing in a certain place and I don't do that in trailers that often. Um, this was a very good trailer. They used um, the song when that song Light of the Seven, right? That was it called Yeah, yeah. When they, they used that song from the finale last season, which sounds it's I don't know, it it sounds so out of place in Game of Thrones almost. That's why it was so jarring and good uh, you know, in the, in the finale because we haven't really heard piano and strings and stuff. Or strings, but piano and, and stuff before.
0: Right.
1: So it, it sounded kind of out of place and, and jarring. And now hearing it, as it sets the tone for the trailer for season whatever. This is seven. Yeah.
4: Six,
1: seven, seven. 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 Yeah, seven. Seven, seven. Uh, Live of the seven trailers, season seven. It's all, it's all connected. Hell yeah. So, uh, seven Setting the tone. <laughs> shit. And setting the tone for... The entire season with that song, I think, speaks volumes too, because it's going to be a bloodbath, I guess. And, and we've seen, like, like Corey said, we see a lot of action in this trailer, which is good. Um, I haven't seen a trailer this good in a long time from Game of Thrones. It's, how do, I guess, one of the biggest things about it is they've stopped trying to get new viewers. <laughs> so, good point. like, People are already watching it, and they're also in the final push. So this trailer was completely – you have to know what you're looking at. There was no, like, I'm the king of the north, king of the north type thing. They didn't (laughs) have any of that. Like, we know who all these people are, and we're we're seeing just bits and pieces from the season. So it was just a really good trailer. So I was pretty happy.
0: All right. So I thought um, – we all know how I feel about it. I'm like a little excited puppy dog. Anytime we get new Game of Thrones shit, I was very excited. Um, I agree, man. I think I said something to Dan, or maybe it was in group chat for work. I said, we just need to replace the uh, usual Game of Thrones intro and just use Light of the Seven from now on. Because that was badass. That was amazing. Um, and at least they didn't use some Mopey Pop song, like some different version of a Mopey Pop song to go ahead and play in there. So it was oh, funny. you mean
1: like, like at the end of the uh, movie about the train murder based on the book? Uh, with Kenneth Branagh in it. Shit, what's that called? <laughs> Orient Express. The uh, yeah. Murder on the Orient Express.
4: Murder on the Orient Express.
1: Yeah, thank you, Captain Lag. They uh, <laughs> they, they they had a pretty good trailer. What? They inter- Sorry, they introduced all of the characters, um, and stuff. And then at the end, it's like this absurd Imagine Dragons song, yeah. super loud. Like, what the hell is this? Uh, somebody mashed that trailer up, and instead of using Imagine Dragons, use Katy Perry's "I Kissed a Girl," <laughs> and it worked way better than the Imagine Dragons song. But yeah, they could have. It's a good example of taking a good trailer and ruining it with like. It reminds me, like they could have very easily given away too much in this trailer, like with Batman vs Superman when they showed Doomsday in the yeah, third trailer. Yeah, oh, And it was like, what are you doing? he's already a crap villain you've got and now you're ruining it but uh, anyway go ahead
0: no uh, i think you're, that's a timely point to be made but uh i let's start in, let's get right into the trailer because we have a lot to talk about and uh, i don't feel like recording for 2 hours so um let's talk about that opening scene where Sons is walking away from the the tree uh, the winterfell godswood the weirwood tree and we hear Littlefinger talking about um, don't fight in the north or the south. This is uh, basically in direct contrast to what Cersei was doing in the in the first trailer, where she's talking about enemies to the east, enemies to the west. Um,
1: Clowns to the left of me, focus <laughs> to the right. Oh,
0: God. I was just about to say something about that. Get out of my mind.
4: This is what the podcast
0: was missing. Exactly. I agree. Um, the reverence. But, you know. <laughs> I think they're trying to tell us that nobody's safe, basically. So don't fight in the north or south. Fight every battle everywhere. With mine bullets! <laughs> That's telekinesis, Kyle! <laughs> I knew you would pick it up. But, uh, yeah, um, there's been some speculation from a lot of people that Sansa is walking away from someone who just got axed at the Godswood. Um, Corey Smith, you and I were talking about this earlier. We kind of felt like this might be Sansa walking away from. And before I do anything else, get ready because spoilers are coming. We think this could be Littlefinger taking his final bow as Sansa's walking away. Uh, Corey Smith, thoughts on that?
4: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way I took it. I mean, maybe not Littlefinger, but she's definitely – you know, when she's walking away, she's kind of looking to the, you know, kind of looking around and her eyes kind of dart dart around the the screen. So she's definitely not just, you know, she didn't just finish a prayer, you know, and now she's walking back to to go have lunch. Uh, Something just happened there. And um, we know from spoilers, at this point, I think we've kind of confirmed that the Reddit spoiler is almost 100% on. Yep. um, And little. Finger will meet his demise at, at Arya's hands um we don't necessarily know how that'll happen um but it definitely could be right there in front of the heart tree i mean bran you know if bran if they involve bran in it you know if bran you know does some weirwood vision and sees Littlefinger's involvement and in, you know everything he's done throughout the whole series um you know it definitely would make sense to kind of be right there in front of the heart tree and, I mean, you know, Arya could jump down, you know, she could pull off a, a leaf, you know, <laughs> she got taught some extra cool stuff from the Faceless Men. Who the hell knows? Uh, but definitely something happened in that shot when she's walking away. And I think they kind of hit it in there real subtly. And then, you know, obviously when we see the actual season, it's going to make a lot more sense, you know?
0: Yeah, I but think a right lot of now, them-
4: just look, you know, I think most people, yeah. I think a lot of people are just going to see that and, oh, she's walking, look at Sansa. But later on, we're going to come to find out that was a pretty big moment. Right, right. Um, and
0: we go directly from the Godswood at Winterfell to Isis. We go to the wall, and Bran and Mira are standing at the gate. And now we get to finally see why the, the gate at Castle Black is raising up. It's because Bran and his uh, crush are ready to get through the gates and go home. Um, Are you ready? And then later on in the trailer, we see him in a wheelchair. Are you ready to get your little brand Flake back back to uh, Winterfell? And um, maybe Mira can take a rest. He doesn't have to drag him around anymore.
3: I am. I want to know where did this freaking wheelchair pop out of? Because, I mean, we've seen in promotional shots of Mira, poor thing, dragging his freaking sorry ass. Through the damn snow, and then all of a sudden, there's like you know, there's there's a wheelchair. So uh, I'm happy that there's a wheelchair. I hope that Bran uh, and Mira she deserves a huge rest. Hopefully, uh, they will get to Winterfell. I would like to see the the core of the uh, of the family get back together, whether it be with you know Sansa um, with uh, Oh my god i'm drawing a blank of her sister aria um, Arya, thank you aria she i'm like i've had way too much to drink for this podcast anyway uh aria and uh and all three of them get t- get together and and really kind of come together as some like really superpower um of the, of the north if you will and then you know if, especially if they can all be there waiting for when John comes back, I think that would be a, a great way to bring the family back together again. Uh, especially, you know, John—he just assumes that he doesn't know what, where his brother is at, and he doesn't know. I mean, he just thinks it's him and Sansa. He thinks that that's it. They're the only ones left. Yeah, they, they and, either yeah. of
0: them have any clue about um, Arya or Bran. So yeah, I, the, I'd like to big that. family. Getting the big Stark family reunion will be probably a huge payoff for fans of house Stark. well not probably it definitely will be and um so and i
3: think it will rival the reunion of john and sansa because i think everybody agreed whether they liked sansa or not felt like that was an a pivotal moment in the show um because she was such a bitch to john uh or i mean i guess she just really kind of dismissed him you know as just kind of yeah a bastard um, but, I mean, she really, genuinely, you could tell that she was like, oh, my gosh, here's it. here's not my bastard brother. Here is my brother, you know, the fighter, the warrior, and all this stuff and everything. And uh, she was just happy to, to be able to find some family. And I'd really love for that to happen, even though as Brand is kind of very detached. Um, but we also saw his eyes turning white as well. So Yeah, he's warging. Yeah, we have to see that too. Um, Oh, he's warging. I I think that's going to lead in. And I'm thinking he's warging into the crows. And,
0: um, yeah, yeah, well, and, let's, so that's let's don't skip ahead. You're skipping way ahead. Okay, sorry, sorry. God damn it, ISIS. No, um, let's, uh, talk about the next scene after that. John is up north, and this is the first time we actually, well, not the first time. We saw it in the first trailer, but in this trailer, it's the first time that he's over across beyond the wall. Um, again, spoilers from Reddit said that he's going on a white hunt to bring back one of the whites to King's Land and show all the powers of the different houses that, hey, we have something bigger to fight than just each other. It's the army of the undead, and it's scary, and it's crazy. Um, but that was just a glimpse before they scooted into like King's Landing, where we have a group of um, people standing, and it looked like they were actually cheering. Like, there's Lannister banners hanging from the walls, and it looks like they're cheering the soldiers as they pass by. Um, Thorne, are you buying that Cersei has won the hearts and minds of King's, of King's Landing, or... Is this uh, show up or or die? Like show, show up, show up and show your feel your fealty towards me, or I'm gonna burn everybody else down. Uh,
1: I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, uh, it could be, it could be Cersei. It could also be Jamie getting back from somewhere. It could be many different things. He's I he's pretty guess, popular I though. I think he's
0: more popular than his sister. Wait, 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 wait.
4: What don't we know what this scene is from? Spoilers. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. What do you? What scene do you think this is from? Spoilers.
4: Okay. Well, I mean, do you want me to say it or not?
0: It's this? I mean, this is know. a spoiler-filled podcast. They've already been warned. Go ahead and say it.
4: Okay. So that that looked like to me the the, spoiler scene that we kind of that they had shots of of when Euron marches Alaria and one of the Sand Snakes into King's Landing. Did it not
0: yeah it, he's, he's bringing he's bringing Yara, Ilaria and another sand snake I think it's Tyene, uh into King's Landing to uh right because if you look at the picture um we uh, Dan our editor-in chief at Winners coming, did a nice little screen cap breakdown and if you look at the picture closely in the center uh closest to us in, the, in I guess in the forefront of the shot are soldiers dressed in gray. That's uh, House Greyjoy Soldiers, and um, they're bringing Cersei a present in hopes that, we think, in hopes of gaining some kind of ally. Uh, they're going to join forces for of the fight against whoever they want to fight. Um, because this moves uh, quite nicely into Cersei in a dungeon-type setting. Um, if you look at the next uh, still, she's in the dark, and if you look around at the walls, there's like... Uh, sconces with lanterns or whatever fire torches and um, she's looking at somebody which obviously could be her looking at Alaria, which is probably one of her biggest enemies because Alaria is the reason Marcella, her daughter died so uh, I think she's got some horrible horrible shit in store for the Sand Snakes the ones that survive and get turned over good (laughs) and we might just get to see the final of the Doran storyline. Anyway, um, we move on to Danny at Dragonstone. She's running her fingers across the big map table. Uh, we've seen that. And then there's a shot of the beach where it looks like they were all landing from uh, from the ocean, from the narrow sea onto the, 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 the beach at Dragonstone. And then we get a nice shot of Arya, what looks like she's cresting a ridge. And we saw this uh, in the year ender for HBO when they were showing their next shows coming up for the next season and the next year. They show this exact scene where Arya's on a a horse. And uh, she's cresting what looks like a ridge, and she's looking off into the distance. I would be willing to bet dollars to donuts this is Arya looking at Winterfell. Mm -hmm. Mm. Where do
1: you think she's looking at, buddy? Oh, I don't know. I bet she's looking
4: somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I feel like we can't have Bran... And Arya get to Winterfell that early into the season? That You know what I mean? There's I only feel like- seven episodes, though. They have to move it along. I don't know shit. <laughs> <I think. laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I haven't really read the spoilers like you guys did, so I don't, I don't know.
0: It's not like you were on the podcast where we discussed it, I mean.
1: Yeah, but I wasn't yeah, listening. Yeah, we didn't
0: talk about it ever.
1: It was also a long time ago. I've truly forgotten half of those spoilers, at least, if not more of them.
0: That's a fair point. I guess I'll give you that. Um,
1: Can I just say one thing we skimmed over is – well, maybe – have we talked about the wheelchair yet?
0: I just talked about it a little bit.
1: Okay. When we get there, I have a point to make, but we'll get there.
0: Okay. And um, so we've got Arya on a horse looking off into the distance. I think it's Winterfell, and so you guys are completely wrong. And then we have Jamie walking –
1: probably Cincinnati.
0: Cincinnati. She's she's cresting somewhere in Cincinnati. Okay, and then we have Jamie walking with a purpose, and it looks like this is King's Landing. Like he's walking into the battlements. It looks, I think that reminds me of the Wall. The, no. You, no, what? I think Thanks, that's Larry. High <laughs> I think that's
4: High Garden.
1: Uh, okay, what makes nope. you think it's High Garden?
4: That's High Garden. It looks pretty high up, and there's certainly you know, lots the- of
1: garden shit everywhere. So,
4: okay, all oh, right. Fuck off with your shit. Listen. Because he's walking through there like he's walking with a purpose. Like he's going, like, I feel like that's this it's the scene where they've just taken Highgarden and he's walking up to see so that's, you That's what I got. So he
0: can't walk up a purpose in King's Landing? Like maybe he's pissed off and he's walking around like, I gotta he's got to find my sister, I, I got to fuck her.
4: Yes. Whoa. No, I'm not saying you can't. <laughs> I'm just saying, to me, that's what it looked like. Fuck. Okay, all right, fair enough.
0: ISIS. The next shot is creepy finger, little finger in the shadows once again. Why do you think they're showing this? They they make a big point of showing little finger creeping around a corner for the second trail in a row. I feel like you're trying to tell us something. Uh,
3: that he's Gollum.
0: <laughs> Which, I mean, and Sansa, is this is precious.
3: I uh, apparently because that's exactly it. Really creeped me out. Like it, it just him creeping around. I mean, we already knew that he was creepy, you know, really creepy, but I mean, this just really takes it to a whole nother level of like, I'm just going to wa- you know, I'm just going to sit here and watch you, you know, no matter what you do. And my precious, it's just really, really creepy. Spot on, um, spot on Gollum.
0: Impression. Yeah,
3: it, it really is. I mean, it's it's really great. And, <laughs> um, and I just can't wait until he dies. I think a lot of people echo your sentiment.
0: Um, then we got another picture of what looks like a dornish spear being sharpened probably by Ubara. and then um danny walking doing the superhero walk on the uh beach with her cape fluttering in the wind <laughs> seriously stiff
1: a, all stiff and shit yeah. <laughs> walking like a scurved pirate
0: i need somebody to, <laughs> i need somebody to remix the um some kind of superhero trailer into this i bet it would work perfectly every time you see danny um and then we've got what I thought was a pretty cool um, showing of what Danny's actually doing. Because I always wondered how much shit Stannis left behind before he left Dragonstone. And sure as shit, we've got Danny looking up at the banner, like Stannis's heart stag with a fire or whatever, hanging in Dragonstone. And then she yanks it down. I thought that was a pretty poignant statement by the showrunners going, look... Stannis is dead, there's no more Baratheon line. I don't care if Gendry's a bastard, but the Baratheons no longer live in Dragonstone. And then we get a cool picture of the dragons doing some aerial combat or playing around, and kind of like a scene we saw in the first trailer where Tyrion walks up to the edge and watches them fly. So this is is kind of a different point uh, point of view from where we saw before. Um, Corey Smith, I know that you're a big... uh, Team Targaryen fan, right? Well, how do you feel about uh, D- Danny just taking up taking over at Dragonstone?
4: Yeah, I thought that that shot of her, her pulling down Stannis's uh, old banner was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, because yeah, we hadn't seen Dragonstone; it hasn't really factored into anything. I don't even think anybody's mentioned it since Stannis left, if I'm not mistaken. So. I thought it was pretty cool, you know, yeah, obviously she's going to go through and she's going to literally clean house, it's going to be full of all Stannis' old shit, and she's going to want to get rid of it and put up, you know, House Targaryen stuff everywhere, so I thought that was a pretty cool shot, um, and I, I don't know, I, I was I was kind of, it was kind of weird seeing uh, Grey Worm with his full-on helmet and kind of looking back and giving us that kind of cool little, little gift shot. Uh, of you know nodding his head and something like that so that, I thought that was kind of an interesting shot I don't really know well what, that
0: looks like and know. at first we thought that could have been uh, Danny's forces arriving at Dragonstone at first glance but then you think about it um who
4: oh yeah you're right I see where you're going with this
0: <clears throat> yeah if you think about it for a second you've got um Tyrion who what was one of his jobs growing up at Castlely Rock was keeping the sewers flowing and he yeah. tells he told that story. Um, two seasons ago, or right when was last season? He told the story about. Yeah, how... and... Go ahead. Okay. Anyway, he taught, He told the story about how his dad gave him that one job, and then, and then now we've got this picture of the Unsullied, and we know that from later on in, in the trailer, the Unsullied actually opened the gates to Castle Rock, and so you got Unsullied on one side and the other. So I bet you Grey Worm and his little uh, band of eunuchs opened the gate from the inside. And so there's no real, yeah. there's no real siege. It happens though. It happens quickly, and they have that yeah. that inside knowledge from Tyrion. Um,
1: by, by the way, band of eunuchs best Beach Boys cover band you ever. <laughs> Encounter.
0: Oh man, you know what though? They probably fuck. I'm just <laughs> I'm just telling you. They're eunuchs.
1: This guy. This guy fucks. <laughs>
0: But um, ISIS uh, look, right underneath Grey Worm nodding, we've got um, Brienne, uh, and Pod arriving at Winterfell. How excited are you to see those two join the big group? I am
3: so excited, especially since uh, we talked about it in the last podcast. The the pictures, the promotional pictures that came out, and it showed you know Bre- um, it it showed Pod looking all buff and shit, and I'm really I'm really ready for him to kind of show that in all these years of his training with, uh, with Brianne that he's actually learned something. And, and, you know, he's going to be there for Brienne. So I'm excited about it. I, I'm, I'm excited about her actually being on the show uh, more regularly than she has been lately. So uh, I'm definitely, every time I see her in more promotional, uh, you know, stuff that they send out, whether it be posters, things like that, I get really excited. Uh, i want to see more of her
0: yeah and um and some of the uh i guess it's promotional stills we saw earlier this week um and maybe it was yesterday uh we saw a picture of pod and uh Breanne training in winterfell and she's kicking his ass like she's giving him a good workover. so he's still got a lot to learn of course brianne's a badass warrior but whatever our next still is the hound Corey thung you love the hound right
1: that's my dog. That's your
0: dog. Hey. But he's—we see him looking all like scared <laughs> and like looking back and forth. Like in the next shot, and this is in snow. He's—he's he's across the wall. We think think he's running from some whites. Your boy, the hound, might be in trouble, Cortana.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's gonna have a hard time getting away. He's kind of kind of limped up, um, and also he's not the most. I mean, he's not nimble. He's good in close combat, but he's not a he's he's not a sprinter you know so I I mean yeah everybody north of the wall except for John I'm pretty much like I'm pretty sure old old heat sword is going down and um, so will yep. most of most of those guys I mean I I don't know if they're gonna ditch the hound to a bunch of white walkers I feel like he's got as as Gandalf would say, he's got more to tell in this story. But if he does go down up north fighting, then that just means you're going to get that. I'll tell you. I'll put it like this: If he does go down and, be, and to the Walkers, it means he's going to become a White Walker. Oh God! That to me, one hundred percent confirms Clegane Bowl that Fluff, we're going to get
0: confirmed right now.
1: That we're going to get Ice Man Hound, Ice Hound. Hang on. Dog, ice, ice hound, wolf. I can't. I got nothing. nothing. Ice hound versus Franken Mountain. And I like it. Uh, yeah, but if he doesn't go down, then it's probably going to happen,
0: dude. If that happens, I'm I'm blowing all the air horns. That's happening. That's going off, bro. But, uh, yeah, uh, the Hound is is a big guy. He's a, he, he lumbers. He doesn't run. He lumbers through places. <laughs> <laughs> but on uh, the next shot, we've got an Unsullied uh, falling off the wall of uh, Casterly Rock, we think, and he's taking an arrow to the knee, I mean the chest. And, um, God, no love for that meme. Is that meme really dead?
1: I never but, played Skyrim. So. I know.
0: Well, still, though, it was a great meme. Anyway, he falls peppered with arrows. But then comes probably there's, – there's two really great, um, beautiful scenes. There's a lot of great scenes in this trailer, like action-packed, and we'll talk about the others as we get to them. This one is the next – this next shot is the Dothraki horde crushing House Lannister's shield wall. And the shot you have of the horses arriving at the shields as House Lannister's guys are like, oh, shit, what have we done? It looks amazing. There's fire in the background. I cannot wait for this, like, mix of 300 and Braveheart all together. It just looks like, you know,
2: freedom!
0: And they attack. It looks badass.
1: So here's the question. Are we actually going to have a victor out of that war, or is just going to be a battle, and then they're going to retreat back to each other's respective corners? Because if they're marching Yara down the street, that would imply that – that would imply that the Lannisters won, but maybe not? I don't really know. We
0: kind me. of take we kind of took I guess you could say we was inferred from the spoilers was that the the Greyjoy siblings lose to Uncle Euron in the battle at sea, they're not gonna mm. be with this uh Dothraki field of fire battle. Um, so that's two major battles and then John's group in, in the north is gonna be the third major battle that you see in this season. That's kind of what we were thinking. Three major battles, one in the fields, one in the one at sea, and then one in the, in the snow. Kind of, okay. because and that, that segues nicely into Yara jumping ship. Um, we see a, a person, and it looks just like Yara jump across um, to a flaming ship. Isis. It looks like a girl. Yara is is in real trouble. Yeah,
3: I'm really worried about her. I mean. You know, she she looks scared, and anytime you see her looking scared,
2: then everybody's scared. Shit's about to get scared. real.
3: Shit's about to get real. I mean, we already know from spoilers that I understand that you know she might be captured uh, in some capacity, and not only that, but um, you know her brother looks petrified, uh, almost you know frozen in and just fear, and he's kind of looking off. And he may be even looking at his sister going, oh, shit, you know, what's going to happen to my sister? So I I think there's a a really craziness that's, you know, that's going to happen between them. Uh, Their storyline, obviously, is going to kind of take a a real big turn. um, And we just got them together. And I guess that's what my point is, is that they just came together, you know, he is relying on Yara to kind of help him through this PTSD that he's going through um, and trying to get his life somewhat back together again or, or have a life. And um, to see that Yara might actually get ripped from his his life again uh,
0: is going to be absolutely... It, might, it might break him, finally break him completely.
3: It, it might. It might break him. I mean, there's just so many things that... Or, or it, he could find... You know, where he finds himself and says, hey, I need to, you know, try to find my sister and I need to be strong for, you know, in order for this to happen. And I also need to get help because I obviously can't do this on my own. Uh, so I feel like there's a lot of potential there, but I also feel like there's a lot of potential for heartbreak. And um, just in, in Justin, I don't want to call him Reek anymore, but, you know, I, I feel like... Freak. He could... Reverse. <laughs> he could <laughs> He could revert back to Reek at any given moment, and this might be a trigger, you know. So Good point. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with them. It, it definitely, I mean, I always felt Yara was a very interesting character, uh, but, you know, I feel like, and I don't think she needs uh, Theon to be interesting. She's just an interesting character. Yeah, she's
0: cool with that. Uh, but he, yeah, he, he's to the, he the point in his prog- progression that... He's either going to be broken by this or he's going to be emboldened. Either he's going to he's going to be like – he's going to revert back to his reek ways or he's going to step up and be like, we got to get my sister back at all costs. So this yeah, would be a, chi- like a, a big has, moment for him.
3: But I feel like he also needs Yara to – I hate to say this. He needs Yara to make him interesting. And isn't that awesome that it's actually kind of the reverse way because normally – People feel like, oh well, you know, this female character needs a male character to make her more interesting. I actually feel like it's the reverse with this. I think that Theon is more interesting because of Yara,
0: hmm. but that's just me. You bring up an interesting point. Um,
1: Smith has his hand up.
4: Oh God! Oh God! What? Oh God! No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. I, I think uh, y'all are kind of hitting on it. I think Theon's gonna. I think he might revert back for just a little bit. When Yara gets taken, but then I think he's gonna he's gonna turn into you know how Yara went after him um, when he was captured by the Boltons. I think that's what Theon's gonna try and do. Like Yara is the only thing he cares about. I don't think he, I don't think he necessarily cares about himself too much anymore. You know, we saw him not want to be king in the Iron Islands. He wanted to support his sister, and I think when she gets taken, that eventually that's gonna cause him to kind of to go after her and you know go into full-on you know rescue mode
0: good point um our next shot is of house lannister's bowman shooting in the air and let's not pretend like we don't know what this is this is uh, more than likely a bunch of idiots shooting arrows at drogon and it's like none of them watched the hobbit you can't hit a dragon with a regular arrow so, um, you need like your special specialty black you need a sky
4: lance,
0: yeah sky lance, oh my god, yeah, amazing um, and then we have what Isis was hitting on earlier, uh, Brand warging to a uh what do you call a, what is the name for a group of ravens? That, I mean, I know it's a murder of crows, but is that the same thing? I don't know, anyway, a murder of crows flying over uh. If you look really closely in the background, it appears to be the undead army of the Night King, and then right beneath them, the Night King actually looks up at the Ravens, freaks Bran out because he's warging the Ravens, and then we show Bran in his specially made wheelchair. It looks like an all-terrain wheelchair as well, Isis. Um, Boy, I think Hodor and Mira would have been happy if he had this bad boy north of the wall.
3: Yeah, I feel like this is some... Fucked up bullshit to go ahead and pop up (laughs) right now, especially after seeing poor Yara just carry his freaking sorry ass through the damn snow, and you know him just chilling there, just like looking at the sky, just freaking pontificating on shit, and uh, and she's over here like, fuck, how how much further do I have to go? And um, you know she's probably saying, I didn't sign up for this bullshit, and uh, I really feel like. You know he really needs to. Uh, he owes a debt of gratitude to to uh, to her, and the fact that they pop open. I mean, is it that they get to like the the to Castle Black and they
0: make this freaking wheelchair? I mean, no, I think they-, they get to Winterfell, and this is made for him there because obviously how Stark is taking over the North again. If you look at this, this shot, um, the Bolton's former maester Maester uh, Wolken, is there with Bran at the tree, so. He probably pushed a brand out to the tree, so Bran could do a vision. Um, and we know that the guy who plays Walken. So in he can link.
1: So he can link into the to the Winterfell Wherewood, matrix yeah, here. <laughs> the the
0: werewood.net um, and, and look at zombie porn. I guess I don't know, but he's looking Woo! at some, some weird stuff. But uh, this just shows that the Three Eyed Raven, the moniker of Three Eyed Raven, the mantle, I guess, is really alive in Bran because he's. Ex- Extending his powers out way past the wall to find out where the Night King is. And I'm wondering if this is Bran trying to find out where Jon is. One of those spoilers said that um, Bran will somehow message somebody, like mind, mind fuck him, and be like, Jon's in trouble, send help. Which, that goes back to the, tr- the spoiler that Benjamin rescues Jon by giving him his horse... And John escapes, and we saw that at the end of the trailer or towards the end. So perhaps, because if you remember last season, Benjamin told Bran and Mira that he couldn't come with them. They asked, Where are you going to go? And he said, I'm still doing some paraphrasing here. He said, I'm still doing business for the Three Eyed Raven or whatever. So all Bran has to do is reach out and touch someone mentally and be like, Hey, go help out the, my boy John. He's in trouble. Um, I don't know. Uh, Corey Smith, uh, you and I have kind of dissected these things a lot for Winter is Coming, and we've obviously you and I have had to pour over those spoilers quite extensively. How do you see this working out? Could could this be Bran sending help, to John?
4: Um, yeah, I don't know. This is one of those times where I'm kind of caught um, in the middle. Um, I I could see this. I definitely think the Ravens are being controlled by Bran. Like that, I think that's that's pretty clear. As to whether or not he's looking for Jon, or if he's just kind of scouting and trying to find the Whites and the White Walkers, troop or Jon
0: troop movements. I got gotcha. you.
4: Right. Yeah. Like he could be trying to find out. Okay. Hey, look. The the Nights King is over here. You know. You when they're going on their white hunt, when Jon's going to find a white you know, they're going to need to know where the the Whites are. So I could see Bran sending out all the Ravens to try and find uh, the White Walkers and, you know, their army and all that stuff. So it could be that. Or, like you said, this could be um, Bran sending help for Jon um, in the form of the Ravens. We saw the Ravens sort of help Sam, uh, Sam and Gilly uh, back That's in true. Season 3. Remember, there was that whole big old truth. Right. Um, so it could be that, but I definitely as to whether or not it's connected to when Benjen shows up. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, Benjen could, for all we know, Bran could have some sort of direct communication with Benjen because it it seemed like, you know, when Benjen showed up in season at the in the uh, right after Hodor died uh, to rescue Bran and Mira, it seemed like he was kind of already told to be there. So. I, I don't know. So it seems like Bran would eventually inherit that power like the old Three-Eyed Raven. That's a so, good point. Good point. I, yeah, uh, and I definitely if, think he sends Benjen. So. If they're there,
0: if, if Bran is stalking, I guess, stalking the Night King, looking for troop movement, then hopefully that means John is at Winterfell when this happens, because I'm hoping for a full-on Stark reunion, and that's, if that is the case, then um, they're, you know... I don't know. Maybe they're, they're in connection talking to each other, and he sends them on to look up what's going on. The next shot is probably hey, the most hey, bad. Hey, hey. What, 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 what?
1: Did I not say that I wanted to talk about the wheelchair?
0: You know what? I apologize. Please, tell me.
1: And Let me tell you, what I have to say is very important and is not going to derail the conversation at all.
0: Go ahead. What were you going to say? I'm
1: surprised, you, I'm surprised you believe that. So <laughs> there's.
0: I'm a sucker for you, man. You know that.
1: So... I have this theory about that wheelchair, actually.
0: Okay.
1: I think it is. I think it's kind of foreshadowing uh, for what the future what the future holds for Bran. So in this era where winter has like the long winter has come, and the Night's King is marching south. So like besides Bran, you guys have talked about like magic waking up or whatever, or not just magic, but like these special abilities, like waking up, kind of like the the dragons being born. Brands ability you start You saw the other people that could warg up north right uh-huh. there's gonna be more of those people in this season oh. We're gonna meet people that have like these abilities, but they don't know how to use them yet. So this super smart Kid in a wheelchair is gonna start a school <laughs> and God damn it oh, <laughs> fuck's sake. I hate he you is- so much <laughs> he's going to take under his wing all of these uh, let's call them mutants and teach them how to use their power while also for some reason teaching them math and science and they're gonna go fight crime together and they're gonna be called the brand men
0: oh my god oh my god that was you, awesome you catfished the shit out of me good job you I, I fell i fell for that one uh so let's move on to the baddest ass scene ever: Barrack Dondarian igniting his sword and like bringing it to bear, getting ready for the whites. Oh my god! Like I was watching this trailer with my wife, and we were like, "Ooh, this looks pretty neat. This is pretty exciting." And then when he, when that little bitty scene shows up, and his sword's aflame, flame, and he's hunkering down for the next blow to the white. My wife and I, at the same time, go, oh, shit! Like, it was that – I mean, it just caught me off guard. I mean, we all knew he was going north. We knew that he was traveling with the, brotherhoods without, the Brotherhood Without Banners. But, oh, my God, he looks like a badass. And I know this had to catch all of y'all's attention, Isis. You had to get really excited about this.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean – when that, I mean, I didn't exactly key in on who he was when I first watched the video, but I didn't even give a shit. That thing turned th- that that thing was on fire, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! I'm I don't know who you are, but I am very excited about you, and it, especially <laughs> in my nether region." And it was just, I mean, I to be honest, I mean, and I say this just being funny. No, seriously, I thought this was really cool. It's something that we hadn't seen before. So, you know, for, this we person, yes, to we
1: have? have, oh, so, yes, we have,
0: well, actually,
1: yeah, well, actually, I says in season, uh, whenever the <laughs> hell, where the, the hound kills him, he had a flaming sword, but it was a
3: okay. long time ago. Oh,
4: for fuck's sake. It was a long <laughs> okay. time ago, though.
3: I don't remember it, and, and maybe I will get you, a no. chance to watch it. It and, still uh,
4: wasn't as cool as it was here.
1: No, he's got a straight up lightsaber right there.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean it was it was right. a very yeah. cool moment, and it makes you you know, especially with everything else that you had already seen in the video uh, or in the trailer. I mean, it was just another level, and then went holy shit, they just went there. So I'm really excited about it. I'm I can't wait to watch that whole scene, how it really plays out. Um, but just watching the trailer, I mean, it just makes me ready for Game of Thrones right now. Like, I would, I would probably sell my child to, to be able to. I'm just kidding. I would but too. But I would really, <laughs> I, I really, really I'd want to would sell your child too, season, And I think yeah. that they are going to deliver. Even though everybody, we're you know, we're not happy that we're getting a, a shorter um, series, um, but I think this is just it, it adds to another level of
0: really excitement. Well, since Corey Thome brought up the fact that he had, this is the second time we've seen his flaming sword, um, let's talk about it really quick. Corey Smith, um, we saw in that scene where he ignited his sword in the first one, he cut his hand, and it was kind of like, supposedly his blood lit the sword on fire. He's got gloves on this man, and he didn't run his hand across the, the blade. Lightbringer
4: confirmed? Yeah, yeah, he, he and. Light bringer, no. no, Yeah, then we saw when he did it last time, it was like right before he fought the Hound, it was like oh, hey, look what I can do, and he turned you know, he, he yeah, he, he cut his hand
1: I'm going to need you to re-say fire. that
4: like here, Stuart, like Matt TV. Dude. <laughs> so, but in this, this one, it literally did look like a lightsaber, like he pushed a button and, you know, ignited his sword, and obviously if you're fighting the freaking you know the whites anything fire is going to come in hell of a hand you know hella handy so uh yeah i mean i think i was with everybody else we all had nerd boners when we saw that because he literally just like is literally like a lightsaber he hit the button and boom it ignited always missing was a little hung, you know when a lightsaber comes on so yeah it was pretty speaking, fucking awesome
1: speaking of that i'm actually reading the comments under the video here not on on your page just on reddit in general and this is funny, David. That okay. we talked about it, looking on the lightsaber, and there's been a lot of talk about that on here about how cool this scene is. Because honestly, it was one of my two or three favorite standout moments. Because I'm pretty sure he's about to die. Yeah. so it's pretty badass. He's gonna go down with a flaming sword. But the question is, guys, have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth <laughs> Cersei the Wild? <laughs> it's not, a, it's, story not, it's not, the not Lannisters, a story. Oh my god! It's not <laughs> a story the Lannisters <laughs> oh, would tell okay. you. Dar Cersei was a Dark Lord of Westeros, so powerful and so wise she could use the mountain to destroy life. <laughs> Ironic. She had such knowledge of the dark side, but she could never keep the one she cared about from dying.
4: <laughs> Do you write this down
1: before you.
4: Oh my god, I'm dying. It, or are you just coming up no, with all the
1: That was all Reddit comments, man. I gotta give them credit. I thought it was so funny. I had to mute my microphone. I was laughing the first time. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ.
0: That's awesome. That's amazing. Pretty well.
1: I, I, I'm knowing Dave, how big of a Star Wars nerd David is. Yes. I had to throw that in there. Sorry. That was fucking great. Thank you so thank much you, for thank that. Reddit for that one. That was great.
0: Oh my god. So um, yeah, I don't think Beric's making it out of this. He's dead. Um, moving on. Um, we have the thousand ships that uh, you're on Greyjoy commissioned to be built. Looks like they're built, and um, the assholes from fast. the assholes from Deckhead Island are sailing towards. Um, King's Landing. Yeah, it was very fast. I mean, I don't know how much time has passed, but those Ironborn man—they're really good. Some really good shipwrights, doing a lot of good work out there. Um, then we have a couple of quick shots, like the Unsullied forming up, preparing for battle. Um, and if you look really closely on the uh, screen cap breakdown that Dan did, it's Unsullied opening the gate from the inside. So we've got that sewer tunnel in play. And then we have Danny back at Dragonstone, and we saw this actual scene unfold in the filming of Season 7. It shows John, like, you see her turning. She's out looking over at the ocean, and then she turns and looks behind her. This scene was shown in the filming leaks. Um, Kit Harrington's actually walking up to Millie Clark, So this is where John and Danny, I don't know if this is the first time they ever meet, or if John's coming out to uh, – Talk to his new bae. I don't know. Um, Isis, i got to ask you a really random off-topic question. Team uh, team John and Sansa or Team John and Daenerys? Oh, oh shit.
3: No, nothing. One, oh, one, my God. One is,
0: one is borderline incest, even though they're not really – even though not brother and sister. They're just kind of like, you know, third cousins or whatever. And then – or just cousins, not third cousins. Cousins. And then you have uh, – the other one's his aunt, so – who you, who you gonna pick? I don't know. Kind of gross.
3: Jesus, and do I have to pick somebody?
0: You, everybody picks. Everybody has to come down on the side.
4: Okay,
3: they're related
4: um, one way or another.
3: I guess. I, I guess cousin is not nearly as bad as aunt. Ugh. Okay, so I guess cousin. For the I, record, I the I'm take go the
0: take the black podcast is drawing a line in the sand. Isis is picking. Uh, she would rather him have sex with the with, with Sansa. I
3: don't want him to have sex with anybody. No, 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 no! You got to
0: pick. You can't yeah. stay neutral. You're, so your team, oh. your team, Johnza. Oh. I, I'm gonna oh. say, I'm gonna say, I'm going with Team Johnza because I just can't get over the aunt and F it, aunt and nephew fucking. I just can't get it over it. So Cory Phone, what? This is very important. What team are you on?
1: Uh, I mean, I guess. Which one do I think is going to happen, or which one do I no, want you, to you happen? No, you got to pick
0: a side. What? Do you, it doesn't matter. Just. What, whatever well, he's,
1: he's gonna he's gonna bang Danny. Okay, like that's what's gonna happen. That's what They're we think. Yeah, it. on a boat. Corey
0: Smith. <laughs> Corey Smith. I know you're you're on, on. You're on Team Sansa, uh, right? You love Sansa.
4: No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Team Danny. Um, just because I, I'm gonna warrant that he doesn't know it's his aunt. At the time that they they bang on the Titanic, um, I, whereas he grew up with Sansa his entire life, so even if he find even if they find out, oh hey, we're cousins, he still thinks of her like her sis it, like his sister. So that's more weird, as opposed to with Danny, he may or may not know he's her aunt, and you know what I mean. And so uh, I'm gonna go team Danny on this one.
0: So we have two for team. Janaris and Tuber Team Johnza. Gotcha. Alright, that's very important. We had to talk about it. Let's move on to the second most badass action action scene in this trailer. Jamie charging across a charred landscape with a goddamn lance in his arm, a grimace on his face, and he's going to try to fuck somebody up. And he looks sexy as fuck doing that. Like, that is the most
3: powerful I have seen him. I agree. He looks very
0: sexy. I even got stirred in in the loins.
3: Well, I mean, I, it's not even about being sexy. I just felt like that was the first time we have seen him, you know, in a long time, kind of be Jamie. You know, being the Jamie that I remember. And uh, even though he's, you know, I remember also him as the sister fucker. But, I mean, I really I really feel like, you know, just being the powerful guy and the, the, the warrior that we know him to be. And so uh, it's almost like he got his
0: group back if you will so so much was calling him Stella I guess so Corey Smith you have something to say about Stella Lannister
4: well no I mean I was just you, you bring up you call Jamie you know riding across that field with the spear the second best action scene in the trailer and you're right but that's probably one of the best action scenes we've seen in any of the trailers. Like, it's such an amazing-looking scene, and it's still the second-best in this trailer. That should tell which you something. is kind of amazing. Right, exactly. Like, because he looks, like y'all are all saying, he looks fucking amazing, and he looks determined as shit to do something, which is more than we've seen him, you know, any other time. I mean, we've hardly ever seen him fight. He, they always talk about him fighting, but it, since he lost his hand, he hasn't done shit. So to see him actually charging in and trying to accomplish something and, you know, everywhere around him is on fire and he's just got this, you know, this look on his face like he's going to fuck somebody up. And it looked awesome. And, yeah, it's the second best scene in the trailer.
0: It kind of looks like he's just like, fuck, I'm going to die anyway. I I just saw a dragon. He just torched this entire field. I'm running up on that dragon with this lance and I don't care if I die. It's kind of what he looks like. Because how else does he expect to get to that dragon? He know we all we all know this horse is as good as dead. I'm sure. I'm sure Bron comes along and saves him, like the spoilers say. That horse is uh, a dragon snack. Let's just put it out there. All right. Um. And then we've got the crazy Dothraki jumping through a wall of fire. I'm wondering if Danny has Drogon lay down some some cover fire for the for the Dothraki. And they just charge across the wall at it, because that scene of the, that guy with the Iraq going through the fire is amazing. And obviously they live, because the scene plays through a little bit, and the horses just come out. So it's probably just a little bitty wall of fire they jump through. Those goddamn crazy, deals rocky um, We also have more fire. Euron is attacking the Greyjoy siblings. So Uncle Euron is a dick, and uh, he's blowing their ship up. And everything they've tried to do up until this point, I kind of feel frustrated. Isis, I feel really frustrated with their th- the Greyjoy siblings because they worked really hard to get back together. Um, Theon is, is taking his agency back. I'm kidding. He, he's becoming his own man again. <laughs> and um, now Uncle Euron is fucking him up because we see Euron actually do something after Yara and Theon look up. To see the fireballs exploding into their sails. The next shot is Uncle Euron bringing a two-handed axe down to bear on one of their men.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I have to feel like... I, I'm hoping that uh, there's going to be some type of way that the the uh, joys and I mean Yara and Theon, are going to be able to get away... I don't think that's going to happen. I think Yara is going to. She's, if anything, she's probably going to sacrifice herself for her brother because she just seems like that's the kind of person that she is. That she, you know, she talks a big game and everything, but at the end of the day, she'll sacrifice herself. Um, and, and considering that he's the one who, uh, Theon was the one who threw, you know, him, Yara as the 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 queen, if you will. Um, I think that you know she will go ahead and sacrifice herself in hopes that, you know, maybe her brother will go ahead and save her. Um, You're right. I mean, they've been through so much, um, almost about as much as the Stark kids. And I feel like they've definitely gotten the shaft uh, a lot of times. So I'm hoping that it's not going to be all bad. And they're, they're going to be some, some type of way where they can at least score a win. Um, But I don't know. It's not looking good.
0: Um, Isis, I'm going to stay with you for real quick. Your man, torment looks in trouble in the next shot. Like, he looks like, oh, shit, whatever I'm fighting right now is bigger than I am, and uh, I'm about to piss myself.
3: And this is the time where Brienne comes in and saves his ass?
0: And then they have And sex. then he
3: just – and then they kiss no,
0: <laughs> In the middle of battle, they just stop and kiss, and then just bang. Exactly, right they,
3: they stop and kiss. Like, he gets heart eye emojis, and then um, <laughs> and then he just, like, stops and kisses her. No, I, I, I really, I think that this will give Tormund some kind of uh, realization that, you know, the, the things out there can touch him,
0: and he is I not think as he badass. Knows. I think well, he knows. He's a wildling I, commander.
3: I think he knows too, but he's also a little bit full of himself. Now, I don't, I don't disagree that you have to be a little full of yourself to be in that situation, you know, to be a wildling commander and stuff like that. But, um, but I, I mean, they've also fought them before, and uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like that there's going to be a point where he's going to be like, "Holy crap, uh, this just reached out and touched me and almost beat me." Yeah. So let's hope. That they don't kill Tormund off because I love him, and mm-hmm. uh, I I really feel like he brings a little added flavor to the show. But again, we're getting short on time. Uh, but I think they just threw that in there just to kind of you know get the the Tormund
0: fans all riled up, all upset. Yeah. So our next shot, uh, Corey Thorne, uh, look at the size of Drogon there and. You really got to consider the scaling here. Uh, when I shot, when I saw this shot the first time, I thought, okay, yeah, Drogon looks really big. But then when you think that there's a human sitting on his back, and you can barely see her, Drogon's fucking huge, man. Is this unfair? Like, game over, man. Game over. Well,
1: of course it's unfair, but that's... There's nothing fair about... Especially, this is before the Geneva Convention, I think, so... <laughs> At the dragon pit, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, of course, it's unfair. It's how the Targaryens got in power in the first place, from what I understand. Yep. Is they just came over like, hey, I got a dragon. And everybody's like, well, we've got arrows. And it didn't go so well. So <laughs> uh, I, I, I've only watched the YouTube, like, so no, I haven't read the books. But... um what, I, think it was exact, it? I think that was an exact quote. We have arrows and it didn't go so well. So, Jesus Christ. so yeah, I think it's definitely not fair. Obviously I think you guys hit on it. It's pretty obvious that Jamie is riding through Dragonfire there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean they don't really they don't really stand a chance. That's why I'm trying to figure out how Euron beats Yara and Theon because if the dragons are there, they're just gonna burn the ships, so they must not be there. I don't um, think they
0: have the dragons with him. I think the dragons are with Danny at Dragonstone. And okay. the Euron siblings are being sent to go quill whatever
1: The Euron siblings. Yeah. That's, that's that Euron sim- Jesus yeah.
0: Christ. Alright, yeah. Greyjoy siblings are being gonna they're gonna get waxed and they don't have dragons, and that's the reason why. But um I there's another there's another shot of Drogon later we're gonna talk about and talk about scaling you're really going to freak you out when you look at it but our next shot is an, another shot of the Lannisters getting ready for a charge but what's really interesting following that is john bargon daring with the fire sword and on the other side of john is the hound and in the back harambe
1: Yes, thank you for pointing that out. If you look at the mountain, it's in this actually in the shot here on WinnersComing.net on the last page. If you look over, it's over John's left shoulder. It's it's on right stage left. In the mountainside is a clearly distressed face of Harambe, and and I, I mean it explains everything to me. It does. All of a sudden, all the question marks, all the dots get connected. It's it's all been linked, man. It's. It's. This has been. When this is all said and done, whatever army is left is going to have to face the wrath of Harambe because he's no fool. (laughs) He's going to let all these armies kill each other, and then he's just going to avalanche the shit of everybody. Just monkey see, monkey kill, and he's gonna. (laughs) He's gonna gonna throw down, and it's the the monkey on the mountain. It's actually if you if you read between the lines in the third Game of Thrones book, there's actually a line in it that says, uh, you know, gor- gorillas in the mist or something, and it's, it's about Harambe. That's what, that's what
0: this is about. Yeah, so... I'm glad you pointed that out, and it makes sense now. I mean, this is a new theory. Is Harambe the great other? He's gotta yeah, be. No, actually,
1: Harambe is... A- actually, Harambe is Jon Snow's da-
0: dad. Holy shit! Yeah. <sighs> My mind is he's watching
1: up. his son, and he's like, "I can't have my son die." So he's gonna he's gonna you the shit out of those whites. You wait, you watch. Dick's you up. wait and see. You wait and see.
0: I'm I'm excited for that. Um, then we have uh, Grey Worm having a tender moment. Uh, Tyrion looking all shocked, and I want to talk about this really quick. The next shot is uh clearly to me anyway, and maybe I'm completely off base. Looks like the Hound. Drawing a sword in the sun, no snow around him. I'm Corey Smith. To me, this looks like the Hound is at King's Landing, drawing a sword to chop a little bitty fucking white up. What do you
4: think? Harambe. Harambe. <laughs> are, are you talking about the mountain or the Hound? Well, there's the, there's the scene of the oh. I'm thinking of of that behind-the-scenes trailer where where they showed the mountain.
0: No, this is absolutely the hound drawing a sword.
4: Yeah. I I mean, I guess it's down in King's Landing, but, I mean, I I guess we know from spoilers that they're going to catch a white and they're going to bring it down to King's Landing. We didn't necessarily know that the hound would accompany them, I don't think. Um, But, yeah, I guess he he is. Because I think in the original spoiler, it was the mountain that tried to go and and chop uh, the white into pieces, and it just kept moving, and yeah. it freaks out Cersei or something. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, something like that, along those yeah. lines. so maybe, right, so maybe they just, I mean, the spoiler could be mostly right, and it ends up being the hound uh, that, that goes down and tries to chop up the white and can't really do it. Um, so, I don't know, yeah, I mean, I you guess know what else that means confirmed? he survives you know this confirms
0: You know what else this confirms? Corey Thone. Uh. Cleganebowl motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> If the hound is in Good King's hike. Landing And the mountain is there There's no fucking way they're not giving us Why do you think bowl. he's
1: drawing his sword man Hell, Hell yeah. yeah Down. Right. Yeah, I, I. I know, okay so I just want everyone that's, that's made it this far into the podcast To know if this is your first time Like, like oh there's a new trailer out I'm going to check out this Game of Thrones podcast here on iTunes and, and see what it's like. And you're like, oh, my God, this is so dumb. You're welcome. You're welcome. Because yeah. Was, and, and condolences. It, and I, I just want to get you used know, to it. Yeah. First off, get used to it. Secondly, trust me, this is way better than any other Game of Thrones podcast where you have four way too serious nerds talking about lapel pins and shit. We're having fun. We're making horn noises. Harambi showed up. Who didn't? Who expected that? I'm like this is, this is way better.
4: You might think, oh, I wish Don's watching this. porn. You yeah, know, I guess not I'm talking, talking, porn. watching. watching porn.
1: What else? Are we, what are you doing over there, man? With your computer open, I, not on porn.
4: I am literally <laughs> watching Game of Thrones as we speak. See, asshole. and that's why that's you right. need
1: me on this podcast because you're over there watching Game of Thrones. While we're doing the game, it's too much Game of Thrones. You need to have some levity in here. <laughs> well, well, and, and it,
0: I can see we could either do it this way, and it's probably a bit annoying to some people, or we could do it this way. Well, actually, this scene um, speaks to a certain passage in *A Dance for Queens*, the upcoming tenth book from George R. R. Martin. That um, there is a qu- a clash between the Great Other and uh, uh, a point, point of order.
1: Point of order. Yes. Of yes. Order. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, kill me. <laughs> I'm not quite
3: sure why I'm here. <laughs>
1: Man, we gotta got got have we gotta have some looks, you know. We've got
4: got to pretty three, it up a little
1: bit. Yeah, we got three just stupid looking dudes. A, so
4: we have to have a woman on the podcast for profiling purposes. Oh boo! Oh, gotcha.
0: oh, I hate you, um, Isis. Let's 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 have you talk a little bit. There are two scenes here where your delicious cinnamon bun. Figures prominently. One is Jon and Davos speaking together on Dragonstone. This is clearly Dragonstone because I say it is. And the next shot is Jon Snow fighting a White Walker that looks exactly like the one he killed at Hardhome. So, um, and
3: he looks really great doing it. Just tell no, me how much I, you love
0: Jon Snow. That's really a lot of
3: <laughs> No, I i I'm really interested. I mean – Again, Jon Snow has been through so much. He has, you know, you know, he was Lord and Command. I mean, well, he was on the Wall, and then he became Lord Commander of the, you know, of the Wall, and uh, then he had to do Battle of the Bastards. I mean, it's just like one thing after another with him, and um, and any time he, you know, has to step up to the plate, he does. Um, sometimes he's, you know, excellent, and sometimes he's not so excellent, you know. I think that it's just going to be really interesting to see, uh, you know, where he comes on the other side. Because at this point now, he has something to live for. And and that, I mean, he, he has Sansa, his family. And not only that, but I feel like he's re- he thinks he's responsible for all of the people that are, you know, in Winterfell. Or even, you know, the people who are south of the Wall. Everybody south of the Wall. He feels like there's a responsibility there. Um, so I really feel like you know John is, you know, being the same guy that we've always known him to be, and uh, and maybe him and Danny will kind of uh, I don't know bond over the fact that they're both the people that they love.
0: Um, you know what? I got a reason why, why why John and Danny would bond, um, and we're gonna skip over the scene where where Theon falls into the into the uh, sea. In the, like on the beach, he's all distraught. But I'll tell you where John and Danny bond. It's when Danny brings up Drogon, and she puts Drogon's big ass mouth in his face. The next scene down, we have a huge Drogon, and in the background is Dragonstone. So we know this isn't on the Field of Fire where they fight the Lannisters. And Drogon's looking quite menacing. And if you look up, I talked about scaling earlier. If you look up behind Drogon's head, is tiny little Danny. And then the camera zooms in on, Dr- on the front of Drogon's mouth. We had spoiler fi- filming spoilers where Jon Snow reaches up and pets Drogon to calm him down, and it kind of impresses Danny because Jon's not scared of the dragon. Um, and so it's like, oh, you re- I respect you because you like my dragon. So both sex is happening, guys. <laughs> both sex is I happening. Just love,
1: I just love, like, Jon's sex. John's not scared of her dog so they bang. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's exactly what this is.
3: Well, There's, I mean her dragons are her. No, nations.
4: you know
1: what they're going
3: to
0: bond
4: over? What? They they both had to burn their first loves.
0: Uh, oh.
4: Yeah. That Yeah. yeah. They're going to yeah. they're going to sit down, they're going to have a little wine, they'll be like, "Hey, so what happened with your first love?" "Oh, I had to smother him with a pill and and then burn him." You know? Got gotcha. you. Usual. Got gotcha. you. Pretty cool. Um,
0: the next scene is uh. <laughs> no, it's a good point.
4: Of course, oh no, it's really, I'm just, it's really no, cool. I'm just it's...
0: Oh my god! So then I'm we needy, have this needy. this next part in the trailer is really exciting because you have John's group circling the wagons because obviously the whites are uh, enveloping the group. Um, and at this point, Sansa speaks Ned Stark's. Lines from a, a Game of Thrones, the very first book. He tells Arya, "When the white winds blow, um, when the snow falls and the white winds blow, the white winds blow, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives." He Ned Stark told that to Arya when she wanted to go off by herself and be a little miss. I hate everybody. She ended up, she ended up doing it anyway because her father died and she had to watch that. But Sansa is given this line, which is amazing because it sounded really good coming from her and. We sh- it shows in the trailer the group, John's group, and the fight, and then John escaping on Benjamin's horse, but the final shot of this entire trailer is John nearly cutting a white in half, and then he just stands there and looks at the rest of them. It's Yeah, I, I was waiting for Isis to tune in here. That's badass. This was another badass scene. He just, like, meets the white with his sword, cuts him in half almost, and then stands up and he's like, You know what? Fuck you guys. I did this during the Battle of the Bastards. I almost died there. You're nothing. So come on. Bring it on. Um, And that is the final shot of the trailer. I would say, for me... Out of all the trailers we've seen for Game of Thrones from season one until season now, this ranks highly on the list. Um, I need to go back and watch other trailers when I get a chance. But this is probably my top three favorite trailer from Game of Thrones. Corey Thone, parting thoughts on this this amazing trailer? Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: nah, uh, it was a great trailer. We've talked a lot about it. Um, probably too much. Just, I mean, at some point you're overanalyzing things. You know, enjoy it. Enjoy the looking at screen caps. That's the thing: is looking at screen caps. What I figured out is that this was a very well crafted trailer because it doesn't impact me like when I see the picture of like um, of Yara on the boat looking up. Like that looks, that looks, yeah, it looks nice. But in the trailer with the music and the The theme, it just has such a bigger impact. This was a great trailer. I agree. In an era when trailers have gone to shit, this is a great trailer. So well done, whoever made this, whatever company they hired to do this. They did a great job.
0: I agree. Isis, parting thoughts on the trailer?
3: Wonderful trailer. Can't wait to watch the episode. I feel like, you know, as fans, this is going to be a really wild Ride that we're going to be on. I think we should just all enjoy it. Don't focus on the fact that you know the season is uh, shorter or whatever the case may be. Just enjoy the ride. They're not going to. I mean, as the, just looking at the trailer, we're not going to be disappointed. I think. And um, and see you guys when you know the season
0: starts. Corey Smith, thoughts?
4: Yeah, um, I was pretty surprised they were able to talk uh, the first first trailer, because the first trailer was, you know, we talked about the first trailer for, you know, two hours or whatever it was, and mm-hmm. it was amazing, and we thought it all looked great, and then this one came out, and shit, man, I mean, it looks like, you know, seven episodes, it looks like at least half of them were going to have some sort of battle going on, you know, and and it's just going to be non-stop, you know, can't catch your breath type of season so i'm excited it definitely you know raised my overall excitement level for the coming season i can't wait for you know what three weeks now we got so yeah yeah, it was great very exciting um i agree uh
0: with all your sentiments i'm excited about the show i'm excited about the season coming forward and i'm excited about this trailer i think i could watch it another thousand times before um Season 7 starts um, So we want you guys to go into the comments And let us know what your favorite part of the trailer was um, If you have questions for us Ask us there and we will give you a shout out on the next podcast We don't know if we're going to record again next week If some news does break out We'll definitely be back on air um, Like I said last week uh, Once the season starts we will be back Every Monday or Tuesday night Talking about each episode of Game of Thrones Season 7 So for myself For Isis, for Corey Thone and Corey Smith this has been Razor and Tate Black. Thanks for listening. Gular Mogulis.
1: Harambe.
3: This is the story of the one.